day 26 of the daily podcast practice. I'm Rich Grimshaw with your morning edition for Thursday, March 18th, 2021. If you're looking for enlightenment, if you're looking for entertainment, if you're looking for the meaning of life, keep looking because this is not the place. This is just me reading random material found on the World Wide Web so I can get better at reading stuff. This is just Rich Grimshaw fighting his personal war on uninspired reading, one article at a time. Here's a thought. Why do we sneeze? I know you probably woke up this morning wondering, why do we sneeze? Well, Anne Marie Helmenstein, PhD, so I guess it would be Dr. Anne Marie Helmenstein or Stein, uh, H-E-L-M-E-N-S-T-I-N-E, however you pronounce that wrote in September 2014 about this. Everyone sneezes, but there are different reasons why we do it. The technical term for sneezing is sternutation. I'm not making this up, folks. Sternutation, S-T-E-R-N-U-T-A-T-I-O-N. It's an involuntary convulsive expulsion of air from the lungs through the mouth and nose. Okay. How it works, usually sneezing occurs when irritants aren't caught by the nasal hairs and touch the nasal mucosa. Irritation may also come from an infection or allergic reaction. Motor neurons in the nasal passage send an impulse to the brain via the trigeminal, T-R-I-G-E-M-I-N-A-L, trigeminal. I'll go with trigeminal, the trigeminal nerve. The brain responds with a reflex. Flex stimulus that contracts muscles in the diaphragm, pharynx, larynx, mouth, and face. Boy, that's complicated. In the mouth, the soft palate and uvula depress while the back of the tongue rises. Air is convulsively expelled from the lungs. But because the passage to the mouth is only partially closed, the sneeze exits both the mouth and the nose. Here's a fun fact. You can't sneeze while sleeping because of REM, R-E-M, Atonia, I don't know what atonia means, in which motor neurons stop relaying reflex signals to the brain. However, an irritant may wake you up and then you sneeze. A sneeze does not temporarily stop your heart or cause it to skip a beat. The heart rhythm may slow slightly from vagus nerve stimulation as you take a deep breath, but the effect is minor. So here are some other times to sneeze, as in sneezing in bright light. Yes, If bright lights make you sneeze, you're not alone. It's good not to be alone. Scientists estimate 18 to 35% of people experience photic, (laughs) photic, P-H-O-T-I-C, photic meaning light, photic sneezing. The photic sneeze response, or PSR, is an autosomal, (laughs) I don't know, autosomal dominant trait, which accounts for its other name, Autosomal dominant, compelling helio off the mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me let me slow down. The other name is autosomal dominant, compelling helio ophthalmic outburst syndrome, or A C H O O. A chew. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> I don't know who made that up. <laughs> if you experience 
emphotic sneezing, one or both of your parents experienced it too. Sneezing in response to bright light doesn't indicate an allergy to the sun. Scientists think the signal sent to the brain to shrink pupils in response to light may cross paths with the signal to sneeze. I, uh, I, it's happened to me several times, but it's not common. Uh, another one is uh, plucking eyebrows. Yes, yeah, if I pluck my eyebrows in just the right place, I can get a sneeze. Uh, a reactant to irritants or bright light are common, but there are other causes. Some people sneeze when they feel a cold draft. Others sneeze when they pluck their eyebrows, sneezing immediately following a big me. <laughs> no, this is not me. Sneezing immediately following a big meal is called snatiation. I'm not making this up. S-N-A-T-I-A-T-I-O-N. Snatiation. Like photic sneezing is an autos... Auto... I gotta look this word up. Autosomal. A-U-T-O-S-O-M-A-L. Trait. It's an inherited trait. It can also occur either at the beginning or climax of sexual arousal. (laughs) Scientists... Speculate sexual sneezing indicates erectile tissue in the nose may react to stimulation, possibly to enhance pheromone reception. <laughs> it's not happened. I, I have not experienced that. <laughs> sneezing in your eyes uh, and sneezing more than once. Sneezing in animals. Uh, humans aren't the only creatures that sneeze. Other mammals sneeze, such as cats, yes, and dogs. Some non-mammalian vertebrates sneeze, such as iguanas and chickens. <laughs> chickens. <laughs> Sneezing serves the same purpose as in humans. Plus, it may be used for communication. For example... African wild dogs sneeze to vote on whether or not the pack should hunt. <laughs> I'll bring that up in my next Zoom call when when the team needs to make a decision. <laughs> That's good. What happens when you hold in the sneeze? Well... Apparently, bad things happen, so so don't do it. How to stop a sneeze? I don't want to stop a sneeze. I, I enjoy sneezing. I truly do, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> there you are. More than you ever wanted to know about sneezing, <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. All right, let's go to a phrase today from the Phrase Finder, which is at phrases.org.uk. And the phrase uh, today is uh, saved by the bell. What is the meaning of saved by the bell? The, there is a widespread notion that saved by the bell originated as an expression that relates to people being buried alive. Okay. The idea was that if someone were comatose and mistakenly pronounced dead and interred, they could, if they later revived, ring a bell that was attached to the coffin and be saved. Well, the idea is certainly plausible, as the fear of being buried alive was and is very real. Several prominent people expressed this fear when close to death themselves. Lord Chesterfield, in 1769, said, quote, All I desire for my own burial 
is not to be buried alive. Unquote. George Washington, oh, George, the father of our country, he had a deathbed request, quote, Have me decently buried, but do not let my body be put into the vault in less than two days after I am dead. And Frédéric Chopin, Chopin, last words, quote, Swear to make them cut me open, so that I won't be buried alive. Okay. Just as real were the devices themselves, several of which were patented in England and in the United States. These were known as safety coffins, and designs were registered in the 19th century up to as late as 1955. For example, the improved burial case, patent number 81,437, from Franz Vester, Newark, New Jersey, in 1868, as well as a handy bell, Vester's device had the novel enhancement of a glass screen to view the coffin's occupant. Presumably, the mourners could wave to the deceased, and if he waved back, they knew we're on to something. Okay, there, there's no evidence to show that anyone was ever saved by these coffins or even that they were ever put to use. But there's a similar lack of evidence of the phrase saved by the bell ever being used in that sense prior to it having been used in other contexts. It goes on, but I'm going to stop because we're just having too much fun with that. And... And that's it, folks. Uh, I've got a random question here, but it's a downer, and I, I don't want to go down. <laughs> just had too much fun on this one. So, so thanks for, uh, for bearing with me. I'm Rich Grimshaw. You are invited to join me again tomorrow, where I hope we have even half as much fun. Thanks for listening.